Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Sunday, January 15th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. In this episode, I want to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is truth. (laughs) I've been kind of a stickler for it my entire life. And while I admit that truth is subjective in almost all circumstances, there is nonetheless two aspects worth considering. One is that there is something called objective truth, although it is very hard at times to get there. At other times, not so much, but for the most part, we all come to communicating stories and interpreting events with our own biases and our own prejudices, and that colors what we perceive to be as true. And one of the beauties of the Socratic method and the judicial system in the United States is that in the adversarial process of litigation, in and under the evidentiary rules that apply to courtroom settings, we have the best opportunity possible at times to get at the truth, meaning to evaluate the facts from all angles and make a determination that comes closest to being what we would call objective truth. However, having said that, I think that truth is something that stands alone and has its own power. What I mean by that is when people speak truth, when you encounter it, it's a force unto itself. And I saw that exhibited this past week for the first time in a very long time when on January 12th, I listened to the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, give his first press conference from the Capitol. I think it was about 15 or 18 minutes long. And while I was interested in what he had to say, especially from a policy standpoint and from a perspective of what is the new House going to do and how quickly are they going to do it, I was mostly impressed by and kind of captivated by his calm, his ease, and the strength of what he was saying, not only as he made the statements he made at the outset of the press conference, but as he replied to what were clearly hostile and provocative questions from the press. He never wavered. He never escalated his tone. He never became angry or defensive or aggressive or belligerent, any of those things. He stood there and answered their questions with what I like to call brutal honesty. And it had a very powerful effect. You can watch this particular press conference on YouTube. It's still there. If you just type in Kevin McCarthy, January 12th press conference, he's standing there not behind a podium, not behind a desk, not being interviewed by an anchor on a Sunday morning talk show. He's standing there unprotected with nothing in front of him, 
other than his own body language to communicate what he had to say. And again, I can only stress how powerful it is. And it's powerful for the following reason. Everything Kevin McCarthy said in that press conference is objectively and factually true. He talks about what the House has passed at first, one of the first few things they've done since the Republicans have taken the majority. He talked about repealing the funds that would go to the 87,000 new IRS agents that had been hired by the Democrats. And his comment was, government should be here to help you, not to go after you. He spoke about protecting the unborn. He spoke about protecting the strategic oil reserves so that this administration could no longer deplete them should we need them in an actual act of war or emergency. He talked about opening up the House of Representatives to the public again, which, of course, Nancy Pelosi had closed following the riots on January 6th. He talked about passing a bipartisan select committee on China to look into China's encroachment into our field of technology, into our government, into our culture. And I want to talk more about that in a minute. But before I do... I'd like to just emphasize the importance of truth because it's very powerful. You know, I liken it to certainty. Certainty has power also. I used to say that the Islamic terrorists are so successful in recruiting and in their zealotry because they're certain. They're insane, but they're certainly insane meaning they have no gray in their concepts. They're black and white. They're black and white. Now, those concepts are perverted and they are a death culture, but nonetheless, they are certain in what they believe. And certainty has power. It's something that I think we as Americans often lack, and we lack it because we're incredibly blessed and have had, relative to the rest of the world, an easy existence. We have an easy existence in this country. And that tends to make you intellectually and physically lazy. It tends to cause you to not have the kind of focus and determination and, yes, certainty that is often required to excel or, at the very least, to press through times of difficulty. I think we Americans are good when our backs are to the wall. I think we know how to gather certainty when that happens. But generally speaking... We are not easily moved by our passions in a positive direction, and certainty does that. But so does truth, because truth has that same power. It speaks for itself. You know it when it happens. You know it when you see it. You know it when you hear it. You can feel it. It's almost visceral. And that's what happens when you watch that press conference by Kevin McCarthy. And I encourage you to do that. I want to sort of take a side road or an offshoot of that, what I spoke about regarding his press conference in terms of the Select Committee on China, because it is very important. It's important that we understand how the Chinese have encroached upon not only technology, not only our finances, not only our culture, but how they are also, one could argue, bringing down this country through the production and dissemination of fentanyl and other illegal drugs using the Mexican cartels through our southern border. These are all very dangerous 
and they are all tied together and they all have a common origin. And that origin is China. It has been revealed in the last few days in an attempt to investigate or at least begin an investigation into the negligent, grossly negligent mishandling of classified and even top secret documents by Joe Biden and his prior, I guess you would say, administration when he was vice president during the Obama administration, to be correct, that his, Joe Biden's personal assistant was someone named Kathy Chung. Kathy Chung obtained that position on the recommendation of Hunter Biden. Now, this gets really tricky, right? Because when you think about it, we know that Hunter Biden is hugely problematic. We know he has taken millions from the Chinese, profited from relationships with the Chinese, business relationships for which he had no credentials other than he was the son of the vice president. We know about all the connection to Ukraine and Burisma, and we know about the drug addiction and the obscene sex videos that exist of him. But all of that aside, think about it, that that person recommended someone to be the personal assistant of the vice president of the United States, and the person he recommended is Chinese. Now, I'm going to be very careful here. Not because someone may call me racist or say that I hate particular cultures. I'm going to be careful because my daughter is Chinese. She's adopted from China. It isn't that I have any particular disdain, obviously, for the Chinese. Hardly could that argument be made. However, it's incredibly coincidental, and I don't think I believe in coincidence. I believe in synchronicity. I believe that everything happens for a reason, and everything happens based on a confluence of very intentional actions by a variety of individuals, that a Chinese individual was the vice president's personal assistant when these documents were packed up and mishandled and wound up at his home, in his garage, in his library, at the Biden Penn Center the same Penn Center that received over $60 million from the Chinese government, $46 million of which it received during the three years that Joe Biden initiated and operated the Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Too much, too coincidental, too synchronistic, and deeply concerning, because where is Kathy Chung now? Kathy Chung is now the head of protocol for our Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. I find that incredible. This woman gets around. And as I read yesterday in an article on American Thinker, a conservative, admittedly conservative website, that neither CNN nor the Daily Mail have been able to find any photographs of, of Kathy Chung. They don't seem to exist and certainly not readily exist. So it makes you wonder who she is, why Hunter Biden recommended her, how she has reached such elevated positions of power, and what are her connections to the Chinese government? All very valid questions that I hope James Comer and Jim Jordan pursue as part of their investigations into both the Biden family and the influence of the Chinese Communist Party on our government and our culture. 
So let's kind of connect truthfulness and what I just said regarding Joe Biden and the papers found, which are both classified and top secret, in unsecured places. Despite the fact that he called his garage secure because it has a lock on it because his Corvette is in it. That comment was entirely too stupid for anyone to take seriously. But let me go back to truth or its absence. You know, I'm, I'm Jewish, but in the Catholic religion, I know there are these concepts of lying by omission and lying by commission. Joe Biden, in running for president, told the nation that he was going to have the most transparent administration ever. And during the flap that occurred over the documents that Trump took to Mar-a-Lago, when Biden was interviewed on 60 Minutes, he said he was just completely baffled by, and, and it was inexcusable that someone could be so reckless, so negligent as Trump was, and I'm paraphrasing, those aren't his exact words, but that was in essence what he was saying regarding government documents. So here we have, starting on November 2nd, 2022, the discovery of the documents at the Penn Center, at the Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. From November 2nd, 2022, until this past Thursday, there was knowledge by both Biden's attorneys for sure, by the Department of Justice, by Merrick Garland and others, that these documents were showing up, had been found, leaked, whatever. Biden's lawyers and the Justice Department failed to promptly inform Congress about these documents, and they certainly didn't inform the public. This is lying by omission, and there's no other way around it, because the information of those documents, some of which were top secret, found at the Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania, on November 2nd, were found in advance of the congressional election, the midterms, just days later. They kept that information from us, just as they kept the Hunter Biden laptop from us prior to the 2020 election. This is lying by omission, knowing something and deliberately keeping it secret, and knowing that what you know could be harmful to that which you support. You know, at law, there's something called the Brady Rule. If you are a prosecutor in a case and you have information that will exonerate or help the defense case, you have a duty, you have a legal obligation to turn that information or documents or evidence, whatever it is, over to the defense counsel. It's called a Brady Rule. And if you don't do it, you're subject to sanctions because you're not allowed to withhold evidence or information because it hurts your cause. You have a duty, you have an obligation, a legal obligation to make that information known so that the truth can surface, so that both sides of an argument or both sides of a, of a, of a dispute have the opportunity to shine a light on that evidence, and then it gets used in whatever way is consistent with what the evidence shows. 
That's why the Justice Department, that's why Merrick Garland withheld that evidence. That's why they didn't do anything about it, knowing that they had top secret information that, the, that Biden and his staff had mishandled. What was it doing there? What was it doing at a house that Hunter Biden likely owns, not Joe Biden? If I'm not mistaken, real estate records have been done and shown that Hunter Biden was the owner of that house at the time at which those documents were in the garage. Although his father may have lived there and may call it his house, it was legally owned by Hunter Biden, the man who took millions from the Chinese, who recommended a Chinese woman who nobody can find pictures of to be the personal assistant to the vice president of the United States and who was directly involved in packing up his documents, these very documents that wind up in his garage, in his library, and at the Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania, where undoubtedly the Chinese had access to. They donated 60 plus million dollars. I'm pretty sure if they needed access to the office, they got it. Transparency, the most transparent administration in history, it's laughable. So I would like you to watch two things back to back. I would like you to watch Joe Biden answering questions at a press conference about these documents in his garage where he can't look the reporters in the eye and he gets his back up and an attitude in his voice and in his body language that the documents were locked up in his garage with his Corvette. Clearly they weren't out on the street. Watch that video and then watch Kevin McCarthy on January 12th standing without a podium without any props, without note cards in front of him to tell him what to say, watch Kevin McCarthy tell you his take on the obligation of the Congress to the people and the things that have been done in the first five days, and then watch him answer questions with nothing but truth. And you too will see the power of truth, the power of certainty, and why that's our way out of where we are now. Let's get at the truth and let's acknowledge when we know we're looking at deception, be it by commission or omission. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.